Hello everybody, it's Stefan Molyneux from Freedom Main Radio. I hope you're doing very well. This is the truth about Syria, but we are not going to delve into the arcane and medieval details of the Syrian religious-slash-status conflict. We're going to talk about principles of war in general and show how they apply. It's very important to conceptualize from the instance to the abstract so that we can prevent disasters like this in the future. Most people make a mistake when they look at war, and they believe that war is about the control of natural resources. Oil, agricultural land, gold, you name it. And they, once they've pierced through the veil of propaganda about the noble virtue of whoever's doing the violence, they think that somehow it's control uh, of a basket of resources that are used to then create wealth for the state and fund the military and so on. This is a fundamental mistake. And as long as you make this mistake, if you are making this mistake, you will not, I think, see through the fog of war to what is really going on. It's true that wars are fought to control resources, but they are not resources from nature alone. The resources that are controlled in any attempt to gain control of a government are human beings. Human beings are the fundamental and ultimate resource in the world. You can't uh, expect oil to walk itself out of the ground and crops do not fertilize plant and reap themselves. It is human beings that fundamentally are trying to be controlled, trying to be managed, trying to be restricted, trying to be taxed when you have any group, whether internal or external, trying to gain control of a state. And this is what is occurring in Syria. There's a despot in power and there are people who are frustrated at their lack of freedoms who are attempting to gain control of the state. What that means is to gain control of the tax livestock. You have to look at this as if you were a cow uh, in a field, going to be milked, going to get your babies taken away from you, you're going to end up in a slaughterhouse, and there are two farmers who are trying to gain control of the farm. And what does this mean? Well, it means that two people, or two groups of people, or two sections, or two factions, or two religious groups, or whatever, are trying to gain control of you. Now, the ironic thing, of course, is that People get frustrated when you have an overly restrictive tax farmer at the helm, and so some new group comes along and says, don't worry, we're going to set you free, which is like expecting a man to invest a million dollars in a farm uh, to do what? To turn the livestock free? Of course not. No, he's going to continue to exploit the farm and take the meat and take the milk and take the babies and take the crops and all that kind of stuff. So it's true that there is a resource being fought over, but that resource fundamentally, fundamentally, is human beings. People try to gain control of the state so they can use the state to extract uh, money and resources from citizens. Why did Hitler invade France in May of 1940? It was to gain control of the tax structure, of the military, of the war machines, and so on. Uh, that's why he did it. Uh, and this is one of the fundamental problems with these kinds of uh, ways of organizing society. Now, you may very well ask yourself, in fact, you may very well ask me, and say, well, Steph, if it's true that governments uh, and, and factions trying to gain control of governments are always trying to gain control of people, then what is the U.S. doing threatening to lob various sky-based missiles into Syria? Well, of course, the story, and I assume that it is to be shelved in the fiction section, the story, of course, is that the leader of Syria has used chemical weapons against his own people. Fundamentally, this makes no sense. Everybody knows, everybody who knows anything, knows that if you use chemical weapons, that provides a pretext for other governments to come in and start uh, launching missiles at you. 
And he's winning. Only in a last-ditch desperate measure would he use that. But he's already winning against the U.S.-backed rebel forces in Syria, so there's no reason for him to use chemical weapons. I must also tell you that it is something that makes, uh, if you're allergic to hypocrisy, you're probably about the size of a tomato-colored Michelin man right now, because uh, America is complaining, you see, that very dangerous and indiscriminate weapons are being used in Syria. This is the same country that has used for many years depleted uranium shells in the Middle East, creating radioactive dust and substances, which will in fact outlast the planet and regularly create what is called the White Death, known as leukemia among children. So, excuse me if I do not side with the self-righteous United States about the possibility that a dictator is using weapons against his own people. See, his own people, like his own livestock, his own cattle, they are owned by the government. Uh, they are a form of livestock. So why is the U.S. even bothering to get involved in this stuff? Well, it's actually quite simple. Whenever there is a long-term financial calamity in any particular country, but in particular empires. Empires are by their very nature financial calamities because they are uh, stealing from the general population either in, in three ways, right? Directly through increased taxes or indirectly through debt, uh, which is using future livestock as collateral. I mean, farmers do this all the time. Hey, I'm going to have a crop next year, but I need to buy some fertilizer now. Uh, so you sell your crop off next year, get the money now, and then pay the bill later. And that's what national debts are. It's using the unborn Livestock has collateral for borrowing, or through printing of money uh, or the over the increase of the money supply, which creates inflation, which robs people of their savings and earnings and uh, uh, the value of their money. So when governments, particularly democratic governments, have these terrible governmental policies uh, constantly interfering in the natural operations of the free market, shoveling money backwards and forwards and privilege backwards and forwards at the point of a gun, which is fundamentally fascistic, you create recessions and depressions and booms and busts and all this kind of stuff. I mean, it is the <laughs> cocaine and uppers and downers of the uh, economic system having the government provide favors in return for uh, money. And when this financial mismanagement goes on long enough, uh, the economy decays to the point where it actually just starts to rot and smell bad and can't be resuscitated. And so what's happened in the United States uh, and in a lot of the Western countries is that the financial system is on the brink of collapse. The U.S. dollar is on the brink of collapse. And so naturally, uh, they want to go around provoking wars to distract people from the fact that the financial system is dying and to create an artificial sense of cohesion and not least important to make sure that any dissenting voices to the war and pointing towards the economic problems that the war is designed to cover can be called unpatriotic and sympathetic to dictators. Isn't that yummy? You don't actually have to engage anyone at an intellectual level. If you can put little horns on their head and do a little funny dance that pretends that they're just stone evil for caring about the financial security of human beings. So last but not least, uh, I will remind you that war overseas, aggression overseas, it's always and forever only a consequence of the initi initiation of force against domestic citizens. You can't fund a war without using force against domestic citizens. And again, you do that directly through the force of taxation. You do that indirectly uh, through borrowing, which is a form of deferred violence against, deferred theft uh, against the future. And you do that through uh, creating an artificial monopoly on the money supply and handing it to a semi-private bank and have it lend money to the government and so on. But all, using fiat currency that, that is enforced by the government, you can only pay 
your taxes with that fiat currency. And competing currencies are usually attacked and, and thrown in jail. Just look up the Liberty Dollar for more on that. So you must initiate force and uh, suppress and use violence against domestic citizens in order to have the resources, to steal the resources, to pay to initiate force and violence uh, overseas. And so it's really important when you look at the missiles raining down or potentially raining down into Syria. The U.S. is considering acting alone in this. Uh, Britain has just voted the the House of Parliament. They actually had a debate. Can you believe it? They had a debate about going to war, and they voted against it, so they're not going to do it. I wonder if we'll be expecting that anytime soon. Uh, John Boner in 2007 was railing against George Bush for going to war without congressional authorization. Just happens to be a footnote in the Constitution. might be important. Now, of course, they're considering whether they're going to do it with no reference to Congress, uh, which is entirely natural for an empire. Uh, it's only the facade of consultation that needs to be maintained to distract people from the fundamental executive dictatorship known as the presidency. But they must always and forever initiate force against domestic citizens to have the money. So don't get me distracted by the bombs raining down on Syria. That's a mere effect of the IRS and the police pointing guns at the domestic livestock and trying to pretend that there's some really dangerous external enemy, and that's why their stalls have to keep getting smaller, and they soon may not have enough to eat. Don't worry, it's not financial mismanagement on the part of the farmer. It's goblins in the woods. Thank you so much. Stefan Molody from Freedom Main Radio. I hope you have a good week.